The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory be to God. Please welcome your neighbor to your left and to your right and you can be seated. Tell them Merry Merry Christmas once again. Glory be to God. If you've not started enjoying Christmas yet, I want to encourage you to start. We can now have Christmas every day. Every day. The only thing we can't do is to be celebrating Christmas as a congregation every day. We have other things too we have to celebrate. So God gave mankind wisdom at the end of every year take this season to remember and to celebrate and what every individual should learn is to understand what we are doing so that on your own wherever you find yourself every day of your life can I hear somebody say every day of my life you begin to celebrate these things so that you can enjoy them hallelujah Glory be to God. When you are not enjoying what Jesus brought, if you are not seeing it manifested in your life, one place to check is whether other things have taken the place of Jesus in your life. This, of course, relates to people that are not yet born again, that need to get saved and consciously receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. But it also relates to people that are born again, that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, but they are not consciously letting every other name and every other thing fade away. Some people, what is dominant on their hearts and mind is the problems they are facing, the bills they have to pay, the pain in their body, the trouble in their marriage, the Nepal that took light for the last two days in their area. And you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this is not a matter of even trying to figure out what have you been saying. That's how you know. It's not any, just check what your, has been coming out of your mouth. You will know what is dominant in your heart. And my admonition to you today and for the rest of your life, when you find yourself, the litmus test is very simple. What Jesus brought, am I enjoying it? You are not enjoying it, just focus on him. If all I say is Jesus, I don't have to quote 2,000 scriptures. It's good to know 2,000 scriptures. But if all I can say, and like I've shared with you many times in this church, I've been there so many times, can think of different instances this year when I didn't know what else to say. Again, the pastor, director of operation, or I have said all I knew to say, and I still wasn't enjoying the peace that Jesus brought. And I still wasn't enjoying the provision that Jesus brought, or the healing that Jesus brought. But I understand that secret. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's not just a come to the altar and get born again scripture. Salvation is not just a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. What Jesus brought is not just a one-time thing. Of course, there's a first time. But may that first time be, not be your only time. Not only must you get saved, you need to keep being saved. 
Hallelujah. Even from things like Nepal taking your light. I don't know about you or me. I don't want to live in darkness. Spiritually or physically. Glory be to God. And you just focus on Jesus. That's all. That's the key I want to drop with you today. There are many things we can talk about that Jesus brought for us. This Christmas, specifically, God led me that we should focus on two things, peace and joy. This year in season, the focus we have is rest. Child of God, you should not be struggling in any area of your life. That does not mean you will not be tempted to struggle. Sometimes people have difficulty in interpreting appropriately what we are saying. I'm not saying there's something wrong with you if you are trouble, if you are if you are struggling. No, that's not the point. There's nobody in the Bible that they wrote their story that did not struggle. But the end has been determined. Glory be to God. And I'm telling you, your end is victory. Your end is not struggling. Your end is rest. And you don't start the end at the end. You start the end from the beginning. And that simply means you start it now. Glory be to God. It's not when I come out of the pit of the valley of the shadow of darkness that I should now start understanding that I'm not supposed to have even been in the shadow of darkness in the first place. It's when I'm in the pit, when I'm in the valley of the shadow of darkness that I should know I am not supposed to be here. I love the way Pastor Noah used to say it several years ago. When you fall into the gutter, you should know you're not supposed to be inside the gutter. So your first point of call, because you know you're not supposed to be in the gutter, to come out of the gutter first. Hallelujah. You're supposed to have rest. Financial rest. I should not be struggling to pay bills. And even if there are bills to pay, I should still be at rest while we are still trying to figure out how to pay the bills. I should not be struggling in my health or my marriage or my family. Again, this is not saying people that have these challenges, there's something wrong with them. You see, that's how some people, Satan is a very crafty devil. He has warped the way people think in this generation. So sometimes we even preach the gospel to them. They can't get it. So some people get offended when we say things like this. And it is good news. Glory be to God. I mean, I, I, mean, I, can't really, I will never forget. The first day it dawned on my understanding that God has a plan for my prosperity. You know, there's always a first day to understand something. The first day you saw snow, you've never seen snow. The first day you drove a car, the first day you had pounded yam, if you can still remember, that it dawned on your consciousness. Wow, this is, I will never forget that snow. You mean to tell me God actually has a plan for me to prosper? I wasn't prosperous, at least I wasn't this prosperous then. But that I knew that God had a plan, and I, I knew that God cannot fail. And I knew that if God be for me, who can be against me? Glory be to God. Man, that alone made me happy for the rest of my life. Whether there's money in the account or no money, that is, is, is different. Glory be to God. That I know the end that God has determined for me is rest and peace. Man, I have the victory already. And that's what Jesus came to bring for us. Isaiah 9, 6, we've quoted it over and over this morning. His name shall be Prince of Peace. Glory be to God. If he is the Prince of Peace and he is the Lord of my life, I should be enjoying peace. 
Hallelujah. Luke 2.14, glory to God in the highest. The angel declared to those shepherds, and on earth, ask your neighbor for me, are we still on earth? On earth, now that the Savior has come, on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Ask your neighbor, are you a man? Men there means mankind. Some people think it's goodwill towards animals. No, it's men. And it's not goodwill towards angels. Men. He's coming, heralded a new era of peace for humanity. And you should enjoy it. I don't know about you. I'm going to enjoy this Christmas. In fact, I, let me tell you who my mentor is. You'll be shocked. God, let me tell you. Nifemi is my mentor, my daughter. And Nifemi can enjoy her life. Chai! <laughs> she doesn't have a care in the world. Even when you are punishing and beating her, she'll just be looking at you. Five minutes later, where is the next party? I'm telling you. I mean, God brought that to me. You better copy me for me this season. Some of you are too old to enjoy your life. <laughs> One problem or the other is what it is. This is Bible says it should be like little children. Ah! <laughs> Minister, that's my enjoyment mentor now. I just watch her. When God said dropping this matter, I've been watching her. She doesn't know I'm watching her. I'm sure she, she'll come and meet me. Daddy, you are preaching about me. They always say this things in the children's church. She knows how to enjoy life. She's already planning the next party now. Since early days, when are we, is it grandpa's house or is it church or where, the, where are we sleeping over? She's planning as she has enjoyed the last one she's going to <laughs> Glory be to God. And this is how you should live. Oh. This is as a believer because Jesus has brought them. Not he's going to bring them. This is what has happened 2,000 years ago. Peace, goodwill towards men. So Matthew 11, Jesus said, Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I don't want you to be laboring and heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lonely in heart. You will find rest for my soul. Also. That's how to finish well. The things that have been troubling you, you take the rest or the peace that Jesus brings for you. And that's what we have been praying since October. If you have been praying along with us, my encouragement is you to keep praying. Because sometimes that's how you understand these things. It's in the place of prayer. See, he said, I, I won't have time to go into that. But look at what he said there. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. This is what I provide, but it's a way to enjoy it. Prayer is vital. His disciples saw him the Lord teach us to pray. They knew prayer was the way he got what he, what, uh, he got what he got, and that's how you maintain what he has. That's a message for another day. But what we are telling you today is this. Verse 30, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Verse 29, you will find rest for your souls. Verse 28, I will give you rest. I want you to have peace. When they were in that lake, going to the other side, and the storm arose, Jesus stood up, peace. Spoke it to the storm. I prophesy and I speak over every storm in every life represented here and in this church. Peace in the name of Jesus. Peace in the name of Jesus. To you and to your family, peace in the name of Jesus. Be still. 
what Jesus brings. Told us from peace and be still. And the raging waters calm down. Because Jesus should not be in your boats. And water should be raging everywhere. Now, it doesn't mean the waters will not try. The devil will try. But when he comes, the Bible says, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord should raise a standard against him. And there will be peace instead of storm. There should be no storm in your marriage, in your career, in your business, concerning your health, in your ministry. Why? Jesus came so that we can have peace. 100%. Don't settle for 19%. Or I mean 90%. So this message is not just for those that seem to be struggling. Even if you're enjoying now. Are you enjoying the fullness of it? Hallelujah. John 14, 27. My peace I live with you. When it was going. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. It's not something you can get from your job or from your government or from your finances or from your wife or from your husband or from your friends or even from your pastor. It's something that you get from Jesus. Hallelujah. And you get it by focusing on him. Let every other name and every other thing fade away. You can't hear me, church. Hear me and hear me well. You can't focus on him. And you will not enjoy what he brings. I wish I had more time. Focus on him. You focus on him until the peace begins to manifest. Until the healing begins to manifest. Until the provision begins to manifest. Until the promotion begins. Until it begins to manifest. When you open your eyes and it looks as if the problem is still there, just tell yourself, I just need to spend more time. Allowing all the other names to fade away and allowing every other thing to fade away. Until only Jesus remains. And when the light of his countenance shine heavily enough on your life, glory be to God, all the raging waters will cease forever. And whenever they try to come back again, the spirit of the Lord raises a standard against them. Jesus came for us to have peace. Where and when we are not having peace, Let's focus on him. Hallelujah. Turn our eyes on him. Turn our praise unto him. Make our confession about him. Keep looking unto him. Glory be to God. Watch this picture of scripture, Hebrews 13 and 20. Please, catch what the Bible is saying here in case you never caught it. Hebrews 13 and 20. And by the way, all these scriptures I'm sharing with you, that's how you get it. You focus on these scriptures, you confess them, you meditate them. Whenever you need these kind of things to manifest, this should be what should be coming out of your mouth. Not telling a report of the adverse circumstances around you. You don't overcome darkness with darkness. Hey! Did somebody get that? What do you do to overcome the darkness? You turn on the light. And the word of God is the light of God. Now, may the God of peace, 
Please let that settle into your spirit. That is who God is or that is who Jesus is. He is the prince of peace. He is the God of peace. Rest. Calmness. Hallelujah. He is the God of peace. That is how you identify him. That's how you know God is there where there is peace. That's how you know Jesus is there when he is the prince of peace. What will he do? The God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. So Jesus' resurrection is an operation of the peace of God. Many of you have been coming to church for a while. What's the word peace? It means wholeness. When Adam sinned, our lives became broken and scattered and disjointed. Financially trouble came. Health challenges came. Marital problem came. But Jesus came and brought all the P-I-E-C-E-S pieces, put it back together, and now we have wholeness, completeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, nothing stolen. That's peace. Glory be to God. It includes resurrection from the dead. That great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, verse 21, he will make you complete. Somebody shout, I receive it. In every good work. Hallelujah. To do his will, walking in you that which is well pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That is the plan. That is the goal. That was the mission. And it was accomplished. Glory be to God. His last words were, it is finished. So his peace is now my peace. Lift your hands where you are and say, I receive the peace of God. Say it again, I receive the peace of God. I give you one minute. Say it as often as you need to say it. As boldly as you need to say it, let that peace settle on your life. Look into those areas where it looks like there's unrest and declare over them, I receive the peace of God. My marriage, I receive the peace. In my home, I receive the peace. Financially, I receive the peace. This is why Jesus came. And I will enjoy it. I receive the peace of God. Let, let me talk about joy. I studied my Bible and I studied my Bible regularly. And I saw that there was something amazing about everyone who was touched or affected by the coming of Jesus, the original coming. And what we are doing at Christmas is to celebrate that coming. So what happened to them can happen to us. And remember, this should be an everyday thing for us. We just can't be having Christmas celebration every day. But you can live it every day. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Everybody that properly aligned and received what God brought. They got joy. The testimonies were so many. Now, some people did not get joy. Herod did not get any joy because he put himself against Jesus. There were some people that didn't benefit from that coming. That's why we have the creative eggs dramatize the story of Christmas. But everybody that aligned, can you tap your neighbor and say, I am properly aligned? <laughs> say with me, I'm not like Herod or the Romans 
or the Pharisees, or the Sadducees, or the unbelievers, or the people that were supposed to be of Jesus, but did not receive him. You know, I think of all the people that I felt sorry for the most were those people John recorded. He came to his own. His own. And his own did not receive him. I can understand if the Romans did not receive him. Maybe I can even understand if Herod did not receive him. Why should you be part of the people of God and not receive him? And I want that you should reflect about your life this Christmas. Am I consciously receiving what Jesus brought or am I allowing my problems to overwhelm me? Because I tell you, Herod had good reason, so. Eh? Another king is coming to overthrow me. No. This throne is for me and my children and my children's children. I'm sure you will have quoted scripture yourself. God said it's for you and your children's children. Let's kill him also, me, our own death. Good reason. Study history. When Jesus came, that period was when the Roman Empire was conquering the entire world. Julius Caesar was busy conquering territories. In fact, the CNN did not carry the news. So. I, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I watch history documentaries. In fact, I'm watching one now about Christmas and everything, and the church after Jesus rose from the dead. They, they thank God for Hollywood. They make movies about these things now. They may not be 100% accurate in the movies, but I have my Bible for 100% accuracy. So all the rubbish that are not there, we balance that one. But that someone is graphically acting like Paul and Peter, and then they will put it in human context. So I can understand if Julius Caesar and the Romans did not receive Jesus. Why a king's word member, and again, juxtapose what I'm saying, will not receive Jesus is what me, I can't understand. Because he came to his own. There were his own there. But they did not receive him. Say to Fiakpa, you know how I like saying it. <laughs> me, I will receive him. Glory be to God. I will receive the peace. I will receive the joy. And I will enjoy it. A hard joy. Luke 1.14. Let me give you several witnesses. As I begin to close this morning. To Zechariah and Elizabeth. Well advanced in age. No children. But because Jesus was coming. And because Jesus was coming. John the Baptist had to come. And John was their son. Was going to be their son. Luke 1.14. And you will have joy and gladness. <laughs> because Jesus is coming. And many will rejoice at his birth. I prophesy over everyone that the sound of my voice. This season and forever, you will have joy and gladness in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus came. I don't care how long you've been barren, you will have joy and gladness. I don't care how long you've been sick, you will have joy and gladness. I don't care how long you've been broke, you will have joy and gladness. I don't care how long you've been disappointed or depressed. You shall have joy and gladness. Why? Because Jesus came. I was their prophecy. Even their neighbors got blessed. <laughs> Luke 1 57. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered. And she brought forth a son. Glory be to God. When her neighbors and relatives heard 
of how God had shown great mercy to her. They rejoiced with her. I prophesy over you. When people hear of what God has done in your life, they will see the mercy of God and they will rejoice with you in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus was coming. Somebody that had suffered trouble for all their life, they were bearing for all from their youth. <laughs> Glory be to God. You will be so blessed, it will overflow into your neighbors. Look at your neighbor beside you and say, you better thank God that you are sitting beside me. Because this season, I will see the mercy of God. Like I've never seen it before. Because Jesus has come. Jesus has come. Look at Mary. Luke 128. Young virgin girl. <laughs> when they said the drama, the Mary they brought, I said, this one doesn't look like Mary. <laughs> but the real Mary came later on. Hey, this one looks like a virgin. <laughs> Praise God. Luke 128. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I prophesy over you. You are highly favored. Yeah. Ah, you are not here saying that amen like you understand what I'm saying. Like Mary was highly favored, you are highly favored. So rejoice. The birth of Jesus and the coming of Jesus brought joy for everyone that was interested. Except the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Caesars and the Herods. You will not be among them in Jesus' name. Look at Mary's response. And this is a very big lesson here. I will come to that at the end of my message. It's one thing for them to prophesy over you to rejoice. Another thing for you to really rejoice. And this is where those that did not receive him of his own. This is where they missed it. So they prophesied over her. In fact, they announced over her number one, you are favored. When the angel said that, no alert hit her bank account. In fact, the truth of the matter is trouble came. Her relationship scattered. She was engaged. By the time Joseph heard that you are now pregnant with God, who will not run for his dear life? But the angel told her, you are favored. Just like God has told you, you are favored. Don't let the fact that there's no money in your account make you feel as if you are not favored. So that's how not to receive. Some belief that doesn't allow his own to receive. Thank God she believed. Look at her response in verse 17, verse 47. Luke 147. And I'm just speaking one verse. You can read the whole story as you go on. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My bank account has not swelled. I don't have a new car. I don't have a new house. My wedding day has not come inside. In fact, my fiancé has abandoned me. He has broken the courtship. But what do I do? Because they said I'm favored... And they told me to rejoice. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, of, God, God, in God my Savior. He brought joy. But somebody has to receive the joy, sir. Even if your relationship scatters. Hallelujah. Luke 1, 44. John the Baptist was still in the womb. Baby in the womb. He also rejoiced. Luke 144. So Mary went to see Elizabeth. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, 
When Mary greeted Elizabeth, John the Baptist recognized the voice of Jesus through the voice of Mary. And what did he do? The babe leaped in my womb for joy. Baby in the womb rejoiced. Mary rejoiced. Elizabeth and Zachariah rejoiced. Their neighbors rejoiced. Ask your neighbor, why is your life like this? <laughs> you get the point. Why are you not rejoicing? If you are not rejoicing, no. <laughs> Hello. Again, that's not to make you feel bad, though. But are you catching where we are going this morning? Jesus brings joy. Except you don't want it. Except you want to be like Herod. The shepherds rejoiced. Hallelujah. Luke 2 and verse 10. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid, though. Nepal may be taking your light. There may be crazy traffic in Lagos. You may not have all the money you want. You may not have the kind of government you want. <laughs> Which other reason can we give? There may be sickness in your body. The brother that promised to marry you may have absconded. I don't care what the problem is. You see, listen, listen, catch this. Catch this. God will tell somebody this. These things that we are talking about, the peace that Jesus brings, the joy that Jesus brings, the prosperity, the salvation, the redemption, it's not a factor of what is happening around you. It's a factor of what Jesus has done. All you need is Jesus. Not one brother that is not doing what he's supposed to do. Or one government that is not doing what they're supposed to do. Or one governor that is missing in action. <laughs> Don't let these things rob you of your peace and joy. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Which will be to all people. Great joy to all people. Why? Because Jesus is coming. In our own case, because Jesus has come. Shout, I receive it. And I will enjoy it. Please, if you need my daughter to lay hands on you, just come and meet me. I will collect prophet offering. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Regardless of whatever troubles you have. Why? Jesus has come. The wise men, they also rejoiced. Matthew 2 and verse 10. When they saw the star, they didn't even see the baby. From their calculations, there will be one star somewhere. From their study, their research. These were not Christians, so. They were astrologers from the east, worshippers of stars. But when they saw that unique star, what did they do? They rejoiced how? With exceedingly great joy. Don't even just rejoice. Rejoice exceedingly. Don't even rejoice exceedingly alone. Rejoice exceedingly great. Oh, hallelujah. And, and you, you should know by now why joy is important. It's by joy you receive what he brought. With joy you draw from the wealth of salvation. So the Bible will tell you things like this. When you fall into diverse trials and temptations, rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. So if Satan can steal your joy, he can deprive you of what Jesus brought for you. That will not be your story forever in the name of Jesus. But if Satan can steal your joy, even if your boyfriend leaves you like Mary, 
if you will declare my soul, we magnify the Lord. The boyfriend will come back home. And if he doesn't come back, God will bring a better guy. So don't tell me because they sacked you, that's why you are sad. Mm-mm, you are ignorant, that's why you are sad. The sacked you has nothing to do with you experiencing the joy of the Lord. In fact, if I were you, I would rejoice. Means God has a better job for me. Oh, hallelujah. Only three people understanding what I'm saying this morning. Joy is a function of what Jesus has done. Not a function of my circumstances. So though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I am still rejoicing. Glory be to God. I will fear no evil for that what with me the Lord is by my side. Let me close. What you need is faith that receives. This is not a new sermon. Those of you that have been coming to church, just receive. I didn't say feel it all. Just receive it. Believe it and receive it. Hallelujah. Romans 5 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Say with me, I have peace with God. And by the way, that's all that matters the most. I may not have peace with my boss. I may not even have peace with my wife. I may not have peace in my body. My body may be falling apart. I may not have peace in my finances. I may be my, maybe I didn't manage my money well or something. But what is most important is what Jesus has given me. He has given me peace with God. And when I receive peace with God, and I hold on to peace with God, every other thing will be fine eventually. Before I know it, the peace with my wife will be restored. Can I hear a loud amen? As I hold on to the peace with God, the peace on my job will be restored. The peace in my body will be restored. The peace in my finances will be restored. What Jesus brought for us is peace with God. The price or the penalty we could not pay. Jesus paid it on our behalf. And now God is not holding our sins against us any longer. Shout with all you have, I have peace with God. And you take it by faith. So you are justified by faith. Hallelujah. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can somebody shout thank you Jesus? Verse 2. It's not only peace we have with him. Through him also we have access how again by faith. You have to believe these things. It's in which we stand and rejoice. In the hope. The expectation. The glory of God. May your life be decorated with God's glory. As you rejoice. So believe you have peace with God. That's what Jesus came to give us. Glory be to God. And you do that by faith, not by checking your bank account. For those of you that are still making that silly mistake. Hallelujah. And you can use all the other examples apart from bank account. Boyfriend that left, girlfriend that left. Any other one? Government that is not functioning well. Nepal that is taking my light. Pastor Barry, which example do you want to use? Yeah, the traffic, anyone you want. Don't let anything rob you of your peace. Of your rest. You are going through five-hour traffic, putting a good Pastor T or Reverend K or Reverend George tape. And be singing and praising. Or putting Christmas song and enjoy the five-hour traffic. Well... <laughs> 
don't know if you can enjoy, but you can enjoy God in the five-hour traffic. That's so powerful. I wish I had time to unravel it for somebody. Rather than go home, you are grumbling, then you go to me, now take that on your wife, take it on your children. Like we are saying that supernatural, is it traffic causing demons or demon causing traffic? <laughs> we don't know which one now. Peace with God. And because I have that peace, I now rejoice also by faith. And I'm able to enjoy everything Jesus brought. Rise on your feet. Let's close this morning. John 1.14, last verse. The word became flesh. Jesus came from heaven. This Christmas. This is what we are remembering. This is what we are celebrating. And the reason for his coming is what we are enjoying. Hallelujah. And hear me. This is the crux of my message. You may not have manifestations of what he came but I've spent the last 30 minutes or so teaching you how to get those manifestations. Just hold on to him. Let every other thing fade away. And let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take your place. Look at me very well. Look at me very well as I close. Look at me very well. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. Anybody that the devil is still distracting, look at me. Take your eyes over and look at me. You can read my lips. Look at my lips. If you will focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. It's so simple. It takes the devil to misunderstand it. So simple. If you are taught this principle and you are not using it, it's not natural. It will take a devil to derail you. Focus on Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank Jesus. Remember Jesus. Confess Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Focus on Jesus. If you will do that, you will receive what he brought. I mean, you will manifest it. There will be peace in your home. There will be peace on your job. Hallelujah. There will be peace in your career. Peace in your relationship. It will be there. That's what he brought. Why is it not there? Maybe something else has taken the place of Jesus. Maybe. Glory be to God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Somebody shout Christmas. And we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten son of God. Full of grace and truth. That's everything you will ever need. And there will be those kind of problems where all you can say is Jesus, Jesus. I've taught you over and over in this church. There are days, if I get to heaven, they will tell me, Pastor T, on this date, 14th of October, you said Jesus 2,000 times. I won't be shocked. They bring the record and they play the tape. You said, you called that name 2,000 times. I didn't know what else to say. I'm leaving what I'm telling you. Just call that name. Don't let the problem take the place of Jesus. So don't be that stupid. That problem will now take away the name of Jesus from your mouth. But the more the problem, the more the Jesus you are saying. If all I say is Jesus, it is okay. He's full of 
grace and truth. What I need, he has it. And he has brought it for me to enjoy. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 11, he came to King's Word. And some of his own did not receive him. Somebody say, Tofiakpa. Say, not me. Came to his own, his own did not receive him. But, verse 12, say, this is my own verse. Come on, say, this is my own verse. As many as received him, as many as received his peace, how do I receive his peace? Let all the other names fade away until there's only Jesus. That's how you receive him. You stay there focusing on him until what he brought shows up. I, I, I did that all year long. Do it the next year, sir. I didn't tell you to take one year. I said until it shows, until the healing shows up, do it. Until the finances show up, do it. Hallelujah. Until the children show up, do it. Some of us have fought these battles for years, sir. I know what I'm talking about. Some of us that have victory now, we fought things for years. Some of them did not receive him, but verse 12, somebody shout again, that's my verse. As many as received him, say I'm one of them. So your goal this Christmas is to receive him. And this song, Rebecca has been giving us a new song every day. Let me give you the new song. Let all the other names fade away. That's how you receive him. Until there is only you. Jesus, take your place. Let every other thing, let the names and the things fade away. As many as received him, look at what he brought. He gave the right to become the sons of God to those that believe in his name. All it takes is to believe it. Glory, glory be to God. Did you get the message this morning? Do you know how to do Christmas this morning? So, thank God for the rice. Thank God for the chicken. Thank God for the family vacation. Do all those things. So, But please, don't be stupid. Don't do those things at the expense of not receiving what Jesus brought. The rice you eat today, I give you two, three days, it is gone. But the encounter of Jesus you catch, we'll be talking about it five years from today. Five generations from today. Lift your hands where you are. Call on his name one more time this morning. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone. 234 810 0000640.